This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 39. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Corey Webb. Corey is a full stack web developer from Waco, Texas. He's the author of Beginning Joomla Website Development. He's a relative newcomer to WordPress after transitioning from Joomla work. Corey's married with three children. He loves public speaking and has given more than 15 talks at Joomla conferences, and he's now even given one WordCamp talk. Welcome, Corey. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Corey. Thanks for joining us today. Great to see you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, please. Yeah, so uh, I'm a full-stack web developer, uh, which means I do a little bit of everything. Um, And uh, I'm from Waco, Texas. Uh, So for those who are in the know, uh, where that's the home of uh, Fixer Upper, the the famous or the popular TV show on uh, HGTV. Um, It also is known for other things. Uh, that are maybe a little less positive, but uh, we won't talk about that. Um, so yeah, I work full time for a company called Reactive Studios, um, and we are a uh, one of about a dozen WordPress.com VIP partners. And so I uh, spend my days uh, building and maintaining websites uh, on the VIP platform, um, and then on other various platforms for. Uh, for companies who use those. And so, um, yeah, so I uh, spend most of my day buried in uh, WordPress code. I really want to hear about your transition from Joomla to WordPress and your comparison of the two of them. Of course, that's going to be intriguing for a lot of our listeners who use WordPress. And and uh, I, I have used Joomla in the past, um, but I'd love to hear your perspective on the two and uh, what what your reason was for transitioning. Sure. Um, so uh, actually, the uh, the one WordCamp that I did speak at, I talked about uh, WordPress from a Joomla perspective. And so it's basically just about um, how, how I made the move from being a, a Joomla guy to being a WordPress guy. And that um, generally, they're, they're kind of the same, right? They're both PHP, MySQL-based CMSs. Uh, but there's a lot of differences in the nuances of how of how they both work, and so for me it was a a, a pretty big jump in order in order to flip the the mental switch, I guess, between thinking like a Joomla guy and thinking like a WordPress guy. Um, you know, I I don't like to do value comparisons because honestly, I think Joomla is a great platform, and I think WordPress is a great platform. I know a lot of people like to to try to, to, to make value judgments and say, oh, well, WordPress is better because it's this, or Joomla is better because of this. Um, and, and honestly, most of the time, yeah, that's actually true. WordPress is better because of ABC, and Joomla is better because of XYZ. They both are good at certain things. And so uh, it's just a, it's, it's a different platform and a different philosophy and a different way of thinking about things. And you just kind of have to uh, you kind of have to jump through some mental hoops to get there, right? To get to go between the two, but uh, 
ultimately I, I really like both platforms and I love both communities as well. I mean, that's to me, the strength in any open source platform like that is going to be the community. And I think both have really great, great, strong communities. That's a great overview. Um, do you uh, miss Joomla? I don't miss it. I mean, I, I still do Joomla work. I still interact with my, my Joomla friends, mm-hmm. right? people that I, that I have known online for, you know, 10 years or more, uh, people that I've, I've hung out with at, at conferences and uh, spent time with and, and gotten to know through various, various things. So, you know, I, I can't say that I miss it because I, I don't, I, I haven't really left it, so to speak, right? Right. I'm doing a lot more WordPress work these days. um, And I'm really enjoying that, honestly. I mean, like I've I've done WordPress stuff for years. um, But, you know, Joomla is one of those things um, that has paid the bills. And so I I, I just did more of it. Um, And so, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to do Joomla full time still. But honestly, there's just not that much of a market for it, at least in the U S and in Europe, Joomla is still pretty big. Um, There's still a lot of Joomla work and a lot of companies that are doing Joomla stuff in other parts of the world here in the U S not so much, which, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I I think um, with, with anything like that, right. If if you put all your eggs in one basket, um, that's, that's kind of your problem. Right. So um, it's to my benefit that I'm able to do, both right i'm I'm more of a i guess php full stack you know javascript developer than i am a you know a joomla developer or right. a wordpress developer so right. it, the the underlying platform is is really more um uh, trivial is not the word i'm looking for but it's 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 just kind of secondary. Yeah, it's not as important well it's, right. it's good that you can translate those skills let's back up for a little bit and and talk about what what got you started in the first place in programming and, and that led you to Joomla? What's your background? Yeah. So I, I started tinkering with, with HTML and web stuff um, a little over 20 years ago, actually um, as a freshman in college at the university of Texas. Um, I was an engineering student, electrical engineering student. And uh, in our introductory class, my freshman year, they, they said, Hey, you need to know how to build websites so that you can publish your your information about engineering, basically. So, um, like, okay, let's do that. And I just loved it, right? I mean, it was it's kind of the instant gratification of building a website. You know, you 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 put down some HTML and then maybe give it a background image and and set some colors, and then all of a sudden you've you've created this thing and it's there and it's instant. Um, and it was just you know I fell in love with it immediately, um, but it also kind of felt like a toy in a way to me like I was, so I didn't it didn't it didn't occur to me like oh that's something I can pursue and do and make a living at and so I you know I finished my engineering degree I haven't uh, I went and got a master's degree uh, in business and then all the while you know pursuing this hobby of mine of of, of building and designing websites um, so my wife and I we would go to the bookstores and she would go and, and, and go to the, the fiction section. She's an avid reader. Um, you know, she reads a couple hundred books a year. Wow. Kind of thing. wow. Um, yeah. Um, and I am not that. So, uh, but I do love, 
No, uh, I, I do love uh, learning uh, in, in tech books, especially back then, right? You know, 15 years ago, you didn't have, you know, you didn't have all the websites and the tools like lynda.com or, you know, some of these other tools that will teach you how to do things. And you had to go to the bookstore and actually get a book and read, right? And so she'd go look in the fiction section. I would go into the computer book section uh, and, and get like the PHP and MySQL for dummies or, um, you know, HTML for, for dummies or HTML, uh, learn HTML in four easy steps or CSS or whatever. And so, um, you know, and every new thing you learn is like this great revelation, right? I remember building uh, sites with tables for my layouts and thinking, or I, I remember before that actually going, I see this site with columns. Like, how did they make that column there? Oh, they used a table. That's genius. Yeah. And then five years later, I'm like, why would anybody use a table for the layouts? <laughs> um, you know, and see success. Exactly. Right. Um, and so just over the years, right, you just continue to learn and continue to pick up new skills and things. And uh, back in 2000, six, I guess. Um, I, I was doing this hobby thing and this, this Joomla company said, Hey, you're pretty good at that. You want to make some extra money? And I was like, make money doing my hobby. Okay. Yeah. That sounds and, good uh, to me. Right. Exactly. And so, uh, they hired me on to do some, some side gigs, basically do some freelance work. Um, and I was making way more money than I'd ever thought was even possible. Like I had done websites for friends before that, where, I would do it for free or charge them maybe $300 or a hundred dollars or two, you know, whatever. So some, some friend money, some price that it was like, you know, I, you you can't make a living doing that. And uh, so when I started making real money doing it, I was like, Oh wow, this is something where I could actually maybe make a living doing it. And so the freelance work grew to a point where I was like, all right, I, I need to go ahead and quit my job and pursue this full time. So that was the beginning of 2008 um, when I started my company, um, which is really just me as a freelancer. Um, and that grew and I had some employees. Um, and uh, especially around the time that my book came out that, you know, that kind of lended some credibility to my name and sure. um, gave me a little bit of, of, of name recognition. And so my business grew with that. And, um, Anyway, long story short, I, you know, I, we got the, my team and I got recruited to go work for another big company. And then, um, I left that a couple of years ago to, to go back to freelancing full time. And then this opportunity with reactive came up. And, and so I've, I've been with reactive studios now since November, which is, uh, you know, as of today is about two or three months. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just really love it. I love working with this team. I love, you know, I'm, I'm with some really, uh, brilliant developers on my team and and I'm learning a lot from them and I'm really enjoying the opportunity to work on some really interesting projects. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I am today. That's quite a journey. Corey, let me, let me ask you this. When you, when you joined reactive, were you coming on as a, an experienced developer, full stack developer, and that you would learn WordPress or had you already been transitioning into WordPress? You were a full stack developer. And then, so they brought you on in, in that combination. Right. So like I said, I, I mean, I've been doing WordPress for years, right? Okay. I mean, and so it wasn't, um, it wasn't new to me. It was, um, I have certainly learned a lot since I've 
since I've really been digging into it full time. Sure. Um, but I, I was already to a point where, you know, I can, I can build plugins and themes and, um, you know, I understand the, the, the API and understand, you know, template tags and all the functions and, you know, WP query and all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, I, my, my, my resume didn't necessarily show it, right? My resume says Joomla all over it. Sure, of course. Uh, well, the books, so, right? You know, if you absolutely. write the book, you're probably not dabbling in Drupal all that much, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, you know, in a way, I, I feel like um, I was kind of stepping out in faith that, you know, that one of these WordPress companies would take a chance on a Joomla guy. Uh, and fortunately, Reactive did. And I feel like it's been a good thing. Um, and, uh, I've really loved working with them. And so, um, yeah, so that's, uh, but yeah, so I, I did have WordPress experience before that. Sure. Um, and like I said, it's one of those things too, where I feel, I feel like it, as long as you, um, can do the underlying things like PHP and, and, you know, databases and JavaScript and CSS and HTML, um, the CMS is sort of secondary, right? I mean, there's a lot of nuances to it that you certainly have to pick up and understand. Right. right. But, but it's a lot easier if if the, the fundamentals are there. Yeah, that makes sense. So he says as a non-developer, that makes sense. You've, you've talked to us about your education and your career and how you wrote the book and grew a freelance and it grew into a business. And then you, you joined a wider, wider business. And then a couple of years into that, you, you went back to freelance and, and now you're uh, in the employment of, of another team. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think reactives are a relatively small company, you know, with respect to, I mean, they're probably bigger than one or two people, but they're not right. a 800 person company. And, no, certainly not. Yeah. So maybe as you're kind of reflecting on this, you can share with us your definition of success in, a, in either a personal or a professional way. Right. So uh, personal and professional success, I, I kind of feel like you, you can't have one without the other. Um, like, I, I guess I take that more of a kind of like a holistic view of life, right? That um, if I'm successful professionally, but not personally, then I'm not successful. Right. I mean, I, I, there's a, there's a big gap there. And so, uh, but for me, um, the way I see it, success is being able to do what you love, um, while meeting your obligations, um, and responsibilities, uh, without having to compromise the, the core of who you are. And so, um, what I mean by that, right. So like the, 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 what I used to think success was, was making a million dollars and, you know, being, being super wealthy. And that's, that's one path to it. Right. Cause if you have a million dollars, you certainly can do whatever you want. Um, but like, I, I think uh, for me, it's like, I'm doing a job that I love with, with, with the team that I really enjoy working with. Um, and, you know, personally, you know, I, uh, have a great family, great wife and kids. And, and, you know, we're really involved with our church, um, and really enjoy doing that. We get to travel some and do that, which is really fun. Um, but I haven't, um, and we're meeting our obligations, right? We're, we're paying the bills. We're doing, you know, what we need to do. And we, we still have the ability to kind of do some fun things. And, um, and I haven't compromised who I am as a person, right? You know, I think, um, 
so you know a lot of times you know a lot of times christians will um will debate with each other whether or not you should put that on your resume or you should you should let people know that you're a christian right and that goes with any you know any group right like don't mm-hmm. don't, don't let anybody know that you're a muslim or don't let anybody know that you're gay or that you're this or that or the other um and for me it's never been an issue like i've i've never felt like i needed to to not be open about who I am, um, which obviously as a Christian in America, that's easy to do. Right. But sure. You know, in, in some circles it's not. And, and, uh, and so, you know, and part of that too is like my background, you know, I have a lot of church experience in my background too. And so that's kind of on my resume and it's, you can't really hide it. Right. So things like that, right. I, you know, it's like, well, this is, this is kind of who I am. Um, mm-hmm this is, you know, and this is how I want to treat people, right? I, I'm going to treat everybody I meet and everybody I work with, um, with respect. Right. And I want, I'll treat them the way that I want them to treat me. Um, and I've, so I've never had to step on people to get where I am. Right? I've never had to, um, belittle people or never had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, no, I get that. I, I, I respect that holistic approach where, Life is 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 holistic in every sense, and so one can't have success at home, so to speak, uh, without having with and uh, can't have success at home if 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 there's a disconnect between what's going on at home and what's going on at work, and vice versa. Right. And, and I respect that. And that sounds like that's a a very healthy way for you and your family to live. Within that definition of success what's the single most important thing you do every day to either achieve or continue that success? Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's find ways to get better to find ways to improve. Right. Um, look for, uh, look for new things to learn. Uh, look for, uh, ways to improve things that I already know how to do. Um, you can always get better. Right. And so if I'm, um, you know, if, if I'm going to be a web developer, I need to be the best web developer. I need to be the absolute best I can be. Um, and I'm not that right. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good, but I'm not <laughs> the best. I'm not the best that I can right. be because right? tomorrow right. I'm going to learn something that I didn't know today. Right. So let me interrupt you with that. I yeah. just with respect to web development and learn something new or be the best you can, you know, and it, aside from the client or your colleagues present you with a problem, Corey, we're trying to, Bring this functionality and we're not quite sure what our thought process should be and how to bring it. But if it's, if it's really something that you've never encountered before, a particular challenge, problem, whatever, where do you go to learn that? How do you go about tackling that? If it's really something you can't reach back into your history to, where do you go? Yeah. Um, it, it really depends on the situation. Um, currently I go to my team first because like I said, I'm, I work with some really brilliant developers who have a lot of experience and, um, it, you know, generally one of them is probably going to know the answer or going to at least have some insights as to which direction I should take to solve a certain problem. Um, you know, if, if that doesn't work, then there's Google and there's mm-hmm. Stack Overflow um, and, and tools like that, that, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there that are, that know the answer or have some insights into help into how you can figure out the answer. Um, and so, um, and that's, that's something that I've actually had to overcome because, um, 
I'm, I'm kind of a, a solve it yourself kind of guy. Um, and so I, if I, if I encounter a problem, I have to, I feel like I've got to, uh, I try to solve it myself. And so it, it's, it, yeah. it's been hard for me in the past to, to reach out and ask someone for help and to, and to say, Hey, I need help doing this. Cause ultimately, eventually I, I can probably figure it out. Right. Yeah. And that's very um, satisfying too. Right. When you figure it out on your own, it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good it, feeling. It definitely sure. is. Yeah, but it's but it's also unhealthy, right? Because you know, it may if it takes me a week to figure it out when it could have taken me a yeah. couple of hours if I had yeah. just, you know, put my pride aside and asked mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. Then you know, then, then which is better, right? It kind of depends too, right? Because sometimes figuring it out yourself helps you understand it better and helps you right. learn. And then the next problem that comes along that's similar, you kind of have a better way of thinking about it. So yeah, maybe case specific, but that right. sounds, that sounds like something that you've given a lot of thought to what, when you talk about your, your Christianity and you talk about solving problems on your own and reaching out to your team, what would you say mixed in with any of that or not is the biggest challenge that you face on a day-to-day basis or what's the biggest challenge that, that keeps you from maybe being the best you can be? Sure. Um, that's a great question. I, I, <laughs> I, I think one of the challenges that I've had in the past is, um, is being focused on getting things done that need to get done right now. Yeah. So much so that I don't, I don't have the opportunity to think long-term or think strategically about wh- what I need to be doing to improve myself uh, going forward. And so, especially like when I was on my, when I owned my own business and, you know, had employees and things like that, I, I was spending time doing things that were more, um, uh, you know, grunt work or things that just had to get done as opposed to sp- stepping back and taking the time to, to do the things that I need to do to get better. Um, and part of that too was, was, was being a Joomla guy, right? So all I ever did was Joomla. And, um, and so, you know, you spend your day buried in Joomla, you don't necessarily always get a chance to reach out and learn other things too. So, um, that's part of it too, is I guess is, is, um, as much as specialization is a good thing for, uh, marketing, right? Like I'm, I'm a Joomla guy. And so when I was looking for a Joomla guy, they're going to come to me. Um, but you know, in terms of, you know, becoming a more well-rounded developer, well-rounded person, uh, find specialized, but also find the time to, uh, to do the things that you need to do to get better and to improve your skill set and just improve, I guess, overall as a person. Yeah. And I think the key word in there is find the time. And that's, I think that's a challenge that we talk about a lot here. And so how do you, how do you manage your time? What's your schedule like? Right. So uh, I work from home, which is great because it's it's very flexible. Which is, but it's also terrible because it's very flexible, right? Um, because you you know you could work anytime. You can work. Uh, you could work. You, when your office is your home, you know you're always there. You're always at work. And so, but I've been doing this for about ten years, working from home. And, uh, uh, you know, you learn over the years that it's best to 
set aside time for the things that need time. And so like work happens between, you know, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Um, and then and then life happens outside of that. Sometimes life happens inside of that, right? Like when your son gets sick at school and uh, in the middle of a podcast and you got to figure out how to go get him picked up. Yep. Um, that kind of thing happens, right? And so, um, but for the most part, you know, there I have, I guess, blocks that where things are supposed to happen, right? So work happens five or eight to five. Um, family time happens five to whenever the kids go to bed. And then, um, you know, beyond that, you know, hang, I get to hang out with my wife once the kids are in bed and we get to spend time together and, um, and we're not distracted by the other things, right? Cause this is dedicated time. And so that's more or less how I do it. I mean, that's not super detailed, but. Corey, yeah. that sounds, that sounds pretty structured. Sorry to step on your toes, sir. Tara, you want to go ahead? Nope. Go ahead. I was just agreeing. About okay. Um, tell me. Does the the schedule that you have now is that something that you started off doing right away, or was that some is that the voice of experience uh, speaking there? So when I started um, when I started my business and kind of went full time doing this, um, and even before that, um, I had one kid right, and she was a baby, um, and then she was about two years old when I started my business. Um, and so, you know, two-year-olds are pretty easy. I mean, I say that, right? I have three kids now, so I can say that. But uh, when you have one two-year-old, life is pretty easy. Um, and so, you know, she we put her to bed, and then I would just work. And I was working all the time. Um, and I was getting stuff done. And, I, you know, I wrote a book, and I, my business was growing. But I was working all the time. Um, and you know, my personal life suffered, you know, I wasn't able to hang out with my wife as much as I wanted to. I was constantly, um, on the computer doing some work or, or, or thinking about work. And so, um, learned pretty quickly at, into that, that I, it's just not sustainable. Um, you can get a lot done, you know, doing the, the, the Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, work 18 hours a day and, uh, and, and never do anything else way of life. But for me, it, it just wasn't sustainable. It wasn't something I could, I could keep doing long-term, you know, and then obviously we had another kid and then another kid. And then it's like, well, now you really don't have time to do to, or, or the energy to work all yeah, that much. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something we ask everyone on our show, Corey, is what's the best piece of advice that you have received and implemented in your life? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I think the, the, the best advice that I've, I've probably had, I would say is probably just to keep getting better, uh, keep improving, uh, never be satisfied with the status quo. Um, uh, you're, you're not as good as you can be right now and that's okay. Um, and so that's, that, that kind of deals a little bit with like imposter syndrome, right? You, you think, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with these developers that are, that are brilliant and I'm not that good. And it's like, well, that's okay. You're, you're, but you're, you'll be better tomorrow and you'll be better the next day. Uh, so just keep improving. And that circles around nicely with your, your definition of success in the sense of personal development and pressure, mm -hmm. professional development. Nice. 
All right, we're going to pause it right there for a moment. Liam didn't have his recording sign on his uh, door. <laughs> so we're going to take a pause and uh, I will uh, make a mark of this on the timestamp if I can find it. So do you know where you left off or can you start that over again? I think Liam was talking, right? Yeah, yeah I was Liam talking. Was well. so can you start that over again? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Sorry about that. I forgot to turn like, it. I'm just going to make like a. So that, that, that advice of just keep getting better ties back very nicely then with your holistic definition of success, where you're working on a personal front to get better and working on a, on a professional front to, to do the same. That's nicely succinct. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in if I can and, and take us back really just to the start of our conversation around uh, Joomla in WordPress. And I, I'd be really interested to get your thoughts on what the WordPress community could learn from the Joomla community in a community building kind of sense. What is, what is Joomla community doing really well that maybe the WordPress community might not have just figured out just yet? And I mean that in a constructive, supportive way. Yeah, good question. Man, that's a really tough question. Um, uh, So in in the Joomla community, there's kind of a a sense of um, banding together to get things done, right? Um, And there's there's also this this notion that um, we don't, have this benevolent dictator in Joomla to tell us what to do. We work together to come to a solution, right? Um, so Drupal has Dries. Is that how you say his name? I think it's how you say it. I've known his name for, you know, 10 years. I, I still don't know how to say I've it. only read it. Dries. I'll, we'll say Dries. Uh, Drupal has him. WordPress has Matt. Joomla has the core team, right? Joomla has the community. And so, um, it's, there's kind of this notion that like, if, if I don't, if I don't step up and do it, it's not going to get done. Um, which I, I don't think WordPress lacks in that. I think WordPress certainly has plenty of, of individuals and, and, you know, I was at WordCamp US in Nashville and, you know, there was a, a, a the, the community, um, contributor day on the last day, there was, there were hundreds of people in the room yeah. there to contribute. Like, Hey, yeah. what can I do? Where can I go? Um, and so, well, I suppose that Joomla benefits and suffers from its much smaller use, from its much smaller audience and community. I, right. I imagine the community is way smaller than WordPress because it's used, the percentage of use is, is way smaller. So that's probably helpful in some ways, like you said, from a maybe a bureaucratic standpoint, but you also have less manpower. Right. Or woman power. Yeah. There, there's definitely... People um, power. People power. Absolutely. The uh, scale is a problem, right? I mean, like in, in WordPress, you've got thousands of people coming to WordCamp US, whereas in Joomla, <clears throat> our biggest conference has 300 people. Yeah. Um, and WordPress, you know, you have random WordCamps in cities throughout the year that have 400, 500, 600 people. So uh, that makes it hard. Um, 
but it also makes it a, a little bit of a more tight knit community in some ways because um, you you know everybody. WordPress, you kind of can't know everybody because there's just so many people. And so, um, but I, it's tough to say, right? Because it's 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 just two different beasts altogether. Right. Yeah. With WordPress being so large and having so many resources and so many people behind it, um, they're clearly doing things right and doing something right. Um, and Joomla is still trucking along. It's kind of like the little engine that could, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still going. It's still a great platform. It's still improving. Um, you know, if you haven't checked it out recently, I mean, it's they, they're doing some really cool stuff with it. Uh, it's. What's it primarily used for? Does it have an industry-specific focus? That's part of the problem, right? I mean, it's it, Joomla's never really had a focus. It's never had a target. It's been kind of like, okay, WordPress is the easy one, Drupal's the hard one, and then Joomla's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, but there's not really much of a focus of like, oh, we really target this industry. It's, um, it's just, you know, anybody that needs a CMS, which right. unfortunately for Joomla... Anybody that needs a CMS is probably going to use WordPress. Right. Um, right. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all this information. I, I don't think either of us intended this to be like a Joomla versus WordPress conversation, but you probably hear that all the time. So sure. we appreciate your sharing it with us and with our audience because it is really interesting. And as yeah. a former Joomla, Joomla user, especially. So, uh, yeah. So thanks for sharing all that with us. And thanks for sharing your ideas about success and and your story. Really it's been a pleasure chatting with you. We are, uh, we're just about out of time here. So would you share with everyone where they can find you online, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my Twitter handle is Corey Webb. It's just C-O-R-Y-W-E-B-B. Um, okay. Then, All right. I have to jump in and ask the question. Sorry. Yeah. Webb as a last name. I mean, I know there's <laughs> two Bs. So that's the first thing. And, you know, we had another guest on here. His name is Corey and his Twitter handle or his website is Corey with one B. So uh-huh. just saying. Yeah. Right? You I get did. a lot of pun jokes about. I've, I've, I've been accused of actually making the name up, <laughs> right, for my career. It's like, you know, um, you know, uh, a guy named Holmes who is a home builder or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I always use the the like Wolf Blitzer as an example because you know like he was like a war correspondent and his name is Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> I mean, that's you, you got to believe that's not his name, um, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. And Corey Webb is actually my name. Okay. <laughs> my my parents are named Webb. My brothers are named Webb. We believe. Yeah. We believe you. Yeah. But if there is a Corey Webb out there with three Bs. We'd uh, we'd invite that one on too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corey, thanks so much for joining us today out here in the hallway. It was a uh, it was a great time. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you, Corey. Right. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye bye for now. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet. Ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.